Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me tell you about a really great shop in the Phoenix area that does transmission work, and that's Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil's been around since 1968. They know what they're doing. They know how to diagnose transmission problems. Intermittent ones are kind of tough. Sometimes you got to say, wait till it gets worse and easier to find. But leaks and no shift, those are kind of easier to deal with. Not less in money, but easier to deal with. So if you ever go up and down Washington, at 40th Street in Washington on the north side of the road is Automatic Transmission Exchange. Good guy, knows what he's doing, and has been fixing transmissions. And unlike some of the transmission guys, other in our market that have decided to do tune-ups and oil changes, um, those kinds of crossovers bother me because I've hired those kinds of guys since she's 20, 40-some-odd years, 40-plus years. They know transmissions, but because they've been lasting longer, they've decided to present themselves as the God-only or the God kind of diagnostician and repair guy. And frankly, it's kind of like a a veterinarian turning himself into a brain surgeon. That's going to be kind of a tough thing to do. So if you do that, it's okay with me. I'm just saying to you, or I'm actually offering you an opinion, that that may not, you you don't want the guy who's at a body shop tuning up your port fuel injected, adjustable timing, um, uh, newer car. I'm just suggesting that that's not the right place. But likewise, you're not going to have a guy like me who's a mechanical guy replace and paint your hood. That's that's equally as stupid. <laughs> and and I, I can't do that, and I don't know how to do that. 602-508-0960. They say this is a pre, pre, paid programming. And um, yes, it is. The best car repair shops pays for me to be on the air, and I talk about them. That's exactly it. But I've been doing this since 1988. The real focus is, is I remember when I first got on the radio, my mother, uh, my mother's gone, but her business sense was second to nobody I've ever met in my life. But when I first started on the radio, she said, you're thumping your chest a lot and I don't like it. She says, you're talking a lot about your shop and I don't like it. I think it takes away from your message. And she says, so I think you should stop doing that. And I said, so what do I talk about? And she says, well, don't you have friends in the, in the industry? Other repair? I said, yeah, talk about them. Send people to them. Well, what she told me was the best thing anybody told me. Now, I learned from really great radio people how to do the radio show. But I went from thumping my chest to, hey, you live near 43rd and Bethany Home, Bruce Automotive is right around the corner. Bruce is not there anymore. I'm just using that as an example. So I was able to redirect them to a shop I trusted in their geographical area. You can't imagine what that did to my business because I go weeks and months without naming my business. And that's not the purpose of this is for me to thump my chest and have all of you come to me. My purpose is is to educate you about the good guys and the bad guys in our industry and to send you to a shop that I already know does a good job. So that's kind of how we got here. But 
I've been doing radio since 1988. Cars have changed to that <laughs> since 1988. And the vehicle emissions program was huge back in uh, the 1979, actually, to air. So it's kind of... Um, it's kind of difficult. I know I said 88, but it was really 79 when we first started working on cars. And um, we opened up a mobile station in Ahwatukee. And most people didn't even know how to spell it when I was included in that group. So when you have a car repair. Now, I want to go back to a gentleman who called and said that he took it in to have an air conditioning thing issued. And they told him that he needed to, they wanted to tear apart the dash and replace this component underneath the dash for $1,800. And I objected to that because they picked the most expensive portion of the air conditioning system and there's no guarantee if they couldn't find it then this is a well if we can't find it then it has to be here that's just not good enough for me one of my technicians would never say that to me i want to see i don't but i want you to be prepared to show me where the leaks at and tell me how you know that with dye or with the freon sensor or whatever so anyway he writes back is it likely to be the evaporator underneath the dash on the passenger side or not. I can tell you unequivocally that 90, let's do it this way, 80% of the time the diagnosis on the evaporator underneath the dash is wrong. A technician has done the process of elimination. Second question, do you have to tear out the dashboard to reach the evaporator? The answer is yes. There's no other way. You can't magically pull it through the vent. It's like a it's a little box that's probably 10 inches by 10 inches by 2 inches thick. So, yeah, you have to go dig it out. Should it cost $1,800? It's all labor. And not only is it labor, but we have to take the dash apart. We have to take the Freon out of the system. We have to disconnect the evaporator. We have to bring it out. We have to match it up. We have to put it back in with new O-rings. We have to pull a vacuum on it. So we're going to make sure that it does hold vacuum now. It does hold pressure. And then we're going to put the dashboard back together, and we hope (laughs) that we do it right, and we hope everything on the passenger side of the dashboard is going to work when we're done. Then we go underneath the hood, and we add refrigerant to it, and then we double-check all of our fittings one more time, and then we're done. So it is an expensive repair. And last but not least, can you recommend a repair shop near the 101 in Shea Boulevard, and I send them to Tom Blackwell, which is at uh, uh, Greenway and 40th Street, just north of there. I know Tom can check that down, and I've got to call into Tom because I want to know where he found the leak. Now, he could have found the leak in the evaporator case. That's possible, and if, and if but I'm, I'm not wrong. I'm just saying they said that we checked everything else, and it has to be the evaporator. I object to that thought process. So I don't know what what, in, what noise you have underneath your hood, but I think the answer is, is we need to replace the engine. Would that fly with most of you? And there's no guarantee that replacing the engine? So Mr. Shop Foreman or whoever, um, you can't find the noise, but you think it's related to the engine and you want to replace the engine. Is that what I heard you say? Yes. Well, I'll take my keys back and let's get the heck out of Dodge. So I can't tell you how many really great shops there are in the Valley. There are. There's guys that just do a good job. There's guys that have been around a very long time. And I must admit to you that we would all agree confidentially that we weren't the best shop owners when we first started. You kind of learn that. You have to be a mechanic, technician, 
and you have to be a business person, you have to be a consumer advocate, but you have to take care of your employees. Then you have parts, and they all have different part numbers, and they all have different boxes that they come in. So you've got all these dynamics swirling around in front of you. An airplane pilot has it pretty easy because he's just sitting there, and he's got all the stuff in front of him. The guy that runs the auto repair shop has to deal with vendors and customers and employees. He has to deal with parts and costs associated with parts and what you're going to sell them for, warranty issues. He has to make sure there's communication between the shop and the, and the, and the uh, customer. So don't be one of those customers that just walks in and dances the keys across the counter and says, call me later with an estimate, it's got a bad vibration, and walk out. Because most of us don't like that. That's, that's just real counterproductive. And there's some shops that will say, oh, get okay, I'll find your vibration, but it may take me 10 hours at $120 an hour, so it's going to cost you a lot of money, and I'm going to drag my feet and have lunch in the middle of that because you're a jerk. So those are the kinds of things that you learn when you're gray-haired like me and a lot of other guys. So the bottom line is Steve, who sent that in, we talked about all these and all the answers, and and, um, I still stand by that. And I told him to go to Blackwell Automotive. Tom's a good guy. He knows what he's talking about. He can find this. There's a lot of us. All you have to do is drop the gauntlet. It's walk in the shop and say, I'm a new customer. But whether this is true or not, (laughs) everybody I've talked to said that you guys are the best ones to do this work. A lot of people don't want to do the work because they say the tracking down of a refrigerant leak or the tracking down of a symptom is kind of difficult. So, but I was told that you guys had the ability to track down my vibration, even though it's intermittent, and to bid the repair and then come in under your estimate and then eliminate my problem after I pick the car up. So that's kind of why I'm here. That's what the relationship should be. Wives, your husband says to take the car into the shop and he describes to you what he thinks. Most of the time he describes to you what he thinks it is. He doesn't even share the symptoms with you. So, wives, you walk in, you, you're greeted, and you say, well, you know, I, I got my customer's car here, and, or my husband's car here, and so I'd like you to check something on it. And they write it all up and get your name, address, and phone number and all that jazz, and then they say, okay, well, tell us what's wrong. And you just hand them your husband's business card and say, call him at work. <laughs> and we love that because the women are saying, I'm not going to regurgitate that because if you guys fix the wrong problem, then he's going to say, I didn't tell you what he said. So I want him to say it. And see, that's fair. That's, That's fair. And that happens. So I'm saying to you ladies, that's the path of least resistance. Just give them your direct dial husband's number and have your husband explain what it is. Okay, another thing you don't want to do with car repairs. Oh, by the way, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open and there's five lines. Another thing you don't want to do is, is walk in and not tell us what the symptom is and tell them your brother in Minnesota said that you need to have your air filter greased. That's just not a good idea. It's not a good idea because the success of this symptom fix is in Minnesota. <laughs> and so if you tell us what to do, we're going to put it down. Customer told us to do this. We're going to give you an estimate and we're going to have you sign that because if that doesn't fix your problem, we're not in that food chain. 
you diagnosed it. You didn't share the symptoms with us. You just came in and said, this is what I want you to do. Well, the success of that repair or the success of repairing the problem is on your shoulders, not on ours. But by and large, I have 38,000 customers, and there's probably 500 of them in there that are jerks. Everybody else is great customers. We respect them. They respect us. And oftentimes, I can tell you unequivocally, we're dealing with third generations. We got moms and dads back in the late 70s, and so we've had moms and dads, and now we have um, kids. So we have three generations of a, of a particular family, and I think that's a that's a nifty thing for us because my kids grew up with their kids, <laughs> and Renee and I grew up with the mom and the dad, so we all kind of grew up together. 602-508-0960. We'll be back in a minute. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, Mayor Jolovitz will address the topic how the Arabs have weaponized language in their war against Israel. Because facts matter, he will explain why there is no Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Don't miss this very, very interesting and important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took 
I am a United States Marine. DFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Well, welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We have four lines available, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I harp about the experience of the shop and Larry Harker's auto is a good My buddy Blake was all state with dreams of the NFL Jenny McLean had big brains. She got a scholarship to Yale. Then there was Herschel, who did two commercials, and he was going to be a movie star. But all I wanted was a car. my neighbor's grass and I rake leaves in the fall my parents they were stunned how this former lazy bum suddenly was working so hard but all I wanted was a car all I wanted was a car yeah when I'm 16 my dreams Well, folks, that's my fault. Whatever happened, it was my fault, and we had some technical glitches here. And, Gil, I've dropped a programming again. Okay, okay, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, then that's that's good. Okay, we were talking about shops and customers and good customers and bad customers and all that kind of stuff. I'll tell you what most of us do today. If we have a customer who just has un, unrealistic expectations maybe a year ago, a guy comes in and we're going to change his oil and he says, and if anything happens after you change my oil, it's going to be your fault. Gosh, what do you do then? What about if you have a blowout? What happens if you have an upper radiator hose blow? What happens if your air compressor goes bad? It's my fault? So what we did was is that we um, did his oil change and uh, and we just held our breath, but at the same time we just kind of flagged his file and said, Every time he comes in from this point forward, 
give him a huge estimate so he doesn't come back. Now, he'll go tell everybody that Salem is really expensive, but most people that know him are going to say, oh, Salem's just dumped him because he's that way. So these are things that go on in the background. But if we don't, I can speak for my own shop, if we don't like you, if we don't want to be your car shop, we're not going to tell you you're a jerk. We're not going to tell you and get in an argument with you. We're just going to hit you with a really big estimate. You'll go away, and that'll be it. So that's kind of how it works. When we talk about Larry Harker's auto, uh, it's a good guy. 67, he's been around 67. Bob and Ellen have been involved with uh, Larry Harker's auto and own and operate it. 38th Avenue and Indian School. And I can tell you virtually unequivocally that they are really good at what they do. And I've sent them a couple of cars that no one can fix, find or fix, in his geographical area. And he's pulled the rabbit out of his hat each and every time. Each and every time he's been able to find and fix that car. So that's kind of a good idea. And it's the it's the best thing um, at, that you can hope for is as you find somebody. Now, when you diagnose, when you estimate that kind of a thing, obviously we're going to come in high. We're going to come in high because we don't know how much it's going to cost. And we don't know how much it's going to cost to fix it. The best that can happen, which is about 10 to 15% of the time, you find it and you fix it, and the fix is a dollar. Otherwise, you reconnect a wire, you fix a cut wire, you pull a, you put a vacuum line back on, you tap this, you move this, that kind of stuff. So it costs you $200 to find it and $4 to fix it. But it could just as easily be $200 to find it and 1100 to fix it. It just depends on that. So there's three parts of your discussion about money. What's the, how much the checkout's going to cost me? And then what's the parts in the labor and the total amount I have to write my check for? So if the checkout's $125 and they bid that, let's pretend they bid that. So $125, you bid that. And you say to them, if I need, I'll call, if I need more, I'll call you, but I think I can get it you know, within this. This is two and a half hours or one and a half hours of my, of my shop rate. So when they call back, they'll say, okay, I got it, and here's your estimate. So $500 estimate plus the $125, you got six and a quarter. You say to them, okay, if you're going to exceed anything six and a quarter, then make sure you call me and get, get an, an appropriate response to raise the authorized amount of money. Almost everybody is bidden with sales tax, shop supplies, and environmental charges. There's a lot of us that pride ourselves into coming in under our estimate every single time what started that for me is is that we had a a a customer that (laughs) she just walked on water we would do anything in the world for her i mean anything she was the kindest elderly lady that we've ever had so one day her her boyfriend or no her son calls me from massachusetts i don't know east coast stuff and he just starts ripping me to shreds about some of the work that we've done to his mother's car and so you know you do what you got to do you just listen to him rant and i pull up all the work orders there's probably 30 or 40 of them which one you talking about what's the date what and he had no specifics but he was just really really mad and he kept saying you're just ripping my mother off you're just ripping my mother off so i have the ability to quickly go in and and total up all the estimates and all the total actual amounts so i said something to him like this the estimate we gave your mother was X, and we've come in underneath that 
every single time. So we didn't give her an estimate and then bring our price up to the estimate. We didn't do that. So based on the 30 or 40 visits, the difference between what estimate she okayed and what she actually paid for is $2,100. So if we were ripping your mom off, why wouldn't we scarf that $2,100? So then I called her up and said, you know, I just talked to your son, and I know he means well, but I just want to let you know that the conversation wasn't really that good. And she says to me, my son's a jerk. Don't ever take another call from him. <laughs> and then she said something about, he thinks you're wasting the money that he's going to get when I die. And I said, you know, this whole thing's a personal issue. <laughs> I don't want to be involved. But I, she's still our customer, and I've already flagged his file, her file that if her son calls, just tell him we can't talk to him and talk to his mother. That's the. Those are things that don't happen that often, but those things those are in the life of us and everybody who owns their own business has the same kind of stories about when the pizzas didn't go well and when somebody found a fly in their pizza and all that other kind of stuff it just happens 602-508-0960 602-508-0960 we have five lines available and you're welcome to call if you have a comment or a question or if you want to um, talk about a particular symptom that you have or how you were treated or what kind of shop should you really look for like the gentleman that said should I use a body shop should I use a mechanical shop or should I use a glass company to fix this window problem that he has in his car we'll be right back did you know rain tree auto repair is ranked number one in the entire united states by mercedes-benz for their repairs andy val the dad and his sons tom and paul operate rain tree auto body in north scottsdale they've been around since 1972 sure they fix kias and hondas and chevys and fords but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the mercedes-benz Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Armchair psychologists have tried and failed to throw doubt on President Trump's sanity, but there's a new book that puts truly insane rulers in historic perspective. It's called History's Nine Most Insane Rulers. Author Scott Rank has unearthed the real lives of the nine most mentally unbalanced leaders through the ages. Some suffered from schizophrenia, like King Charles VI of France, who thought he was made of glass. Then there's Ottoman Sultan Ibrahim, the first who practiced his archery skills by pointing his arrows at his palace servants. And how about the president for life of Turkmenistan, who named the days of the week after himself? There's a serious side to all this. Power can be addictive and destructive for those who hold on to it for too long. This book, History's Nine Most Insane Rulers, takes an in-depth look at the toxic mixture of absolute power and insanity. Are insane rulers a relic of the age of monarchs? Get the surprising answers in the new book, History's Nine Most Insane Rulers by Scott Rank. Order it today at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037. So he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? 
I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, steps we, we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I, I really, really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and we're going to do what I should have done last hour, but Bob, you have to forgive me. Um, we had technical difficulties. Gil, Gil and I don't care whose fault it is. We just want to get it fixed. And so we stepped on you, but Bob, it's your turn, and I'll give you my 100% of my attention. Hey, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Um <laughs> I just happened to be channel surfing through uh, the AM dial and came across your program, and, and the integrity of what you were saying caught me. And I've, ne- I've actually never called a radio program before, and I've listened to several automotive programs, but um, yeah, the way the way you're talking and what you're saying, it it makes 100% sense to me. So thank you for that, and thank you for taking my call. You know, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, sir. Um, no, if you've got, like, is there anything left? Because um, I want to comment about what you said, but I'm willing to take your car problem before. I do have a car problem, which was the impetus for my call. Okay, go. You bet. Okay, so I've got a 2013 Ford Fusion. I'm one of those fools that gets emotionally attached to their vehicles. I pay cash for them, and I drive them until they die a, a cold, hard death. Okay. So this vehicle has about 115,000 miles on it, and I live, obviously, in Arizona. So uh, air conditioner is giving me some fits. On the driver's side, the two vents on the driver's side, um, they, they sometimes blow ice cold. They sometimes blow air temperature, whatever's okay. outside. But the passenger side always blows cold. Um, and it seems like the only correlation I can make is when the thermometer on the dash gets to three digits, say 100 degrees or plus. I can't say if it's exactly the tipping point. The two on the driver's side, it takes about 25, 30 miles on the road before they start to blow cold. But once they do, they blow ice cold. Okay. And then there's a secondary symptom that every now and again, um, the air conditioner will kick on in the mornings, and then I have to turn it off. A couple seconds later, it kicks on again. I have to turn it off. Okay. I'll take one at a time. First of all, the second one is really weird. So... Um... I, I I would have to just operate the controls 
and um, and verify that all the signals are getting there. But I can't really guess on the second one why the air conditioning is coming on all by itself. But I want you to take the negative cable off the battery, and I just want you to set it aside, and then I want you to open and close the doors, and let's you know let's drop the, all the capacitors of power, and I want you to turn the headlights on. Now, none of it's going to work, but I'm just using up some electricity that's being stored. So pull the negative cable, walk away from it for half an hour, come back and put it on, reset your clock, and see what happens. Sometimes it's just like your computer. We just need to unplug it and plug it back in. As far as the driver's side not having the same temperature as the passenger side, I want you to picture the ductwork underneath the dash is a Y, okay? A Y. Okay. So we got hot air coming in on the left side of the Y. We got cold air coming in on the right side of the Y. Then there's a gate there called the blend door. So if we want cold, it shuts off hot. If we want hot, we shut off cold. But if you're asking for 67 degrees and it's, it's already 68 degrees, then this little door's <laughs> flapping back and forth going, holy crap, how am I going to make him happy? <laughs> so yes. to, to test the blend door, you ask for an extreme. So on air conditioning, you ask for 30 below zero or whatever the gauge goes to. And if it's a heater, you ask for the highest heater. Then you're testing the ability of the blend door to work. So I think the first qu- the first problem is going to blend or here's what I want you to do I want you to change your settings. I want you to go to maximum recirculation and see if that's different than normal. Maximum or recirculation, those are interchangeable words, or normal. And I want you I want to know if it changes anything. Does it make it better, worse, or did that fix it? But I also want you to disconnect the battery first before you do anything else and then how are you doing now? And then if it comes back, then the question is, is go to extremes, and, and, and then we'll decide that. Then you're going to go from maximum to normal. So we've got all these variables, but if you can pull this off, then you're going to save yourself anywhere from 50 to 150 $175 in diagnosis because you're going to show them how to make it happen. So okay. anyway, um, do you have a shop you like? Uh, no, sir. I've I've never had to have this vehicle repaired uh, since I've owned it, actually, other than okay. replacing, uh, a, you know, like a battery or a bolt-on part. Okay. What what part of town you live in? Surprise. Okay. I would I would call S and S Tire and ask them if they want to look at it, and if they say no, but they do mechanical work, but this may not be in their wheelhouse. Then you say, if it was your mom or dad, where would you send your mom and dad? because <laughs> that's a really valid question. <laughs> and I usually start by saying, do you love your mom and dad? Yes. Okay, well then, where would you send your mom and dad for this particular problem? So um, I said one time, do you love your brother? And they say no. And then I thought, well, I better change it to mom and dad. <laughs> so, And then you paid me a nice compliment, and I want you to know that this isn't a chest-thumping show. I'm here for the callers and here to help educate people to walk the maze of car repair and to teach them what a bad guy sounds like and talks like. And that's really where it's at. But thank you for that. Tom and Cal, you'll be my next two callers, but Gil's calling me home, so I'll be back in about three and a half minutes. Mark Levin sees a strategy from the media. And so now I watch these attacks on the president by one reporter after another, and I'm convinced that they talk to each other. They share ideas. They've shown how they're going to attack the president, try and quote him from March when he didn't think it would be as big a problem as it is today. The president is basing his opinions on what these experts are telling him. He's not making things up. Moreover, he's not trying to panic the nation. The media do that. Mark Levin. 
weeknights at 9 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. The death of George Floyd in Minnesota at the hands of a police officer touches off mayhem across America. My first and highest duty is to defend our great country. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960 The Patriot. The following message is brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. The inherent right to work is one of the elemental privileges of a free people. Endowed, as our nation is, with abundant physical resources, and inspired as it should be with the high purpose to make those resources and opportunities available for the enjoyment of all, we approach this problem of re-employment with the real hope of finding a better answer than we have now. Your stuff can be more powerful than you think. Your stuff can be a resource for change. Donate to Goodwill, where your donations help fund job placement and training for people in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Ah. Or D, just roll with it. Woo! Justin! Look at us! We're over here! Justin! Justin! OMG! He just I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies. Come on and clean up the mold. Clean up the mold. Mold can trigger asthma in kids young and old. Come on and clean up the mold. Clean up the mold in your house. This song may be fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Three minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and we're going to go to the callers just like I promised. And, Tom, you're up first. How can I help you? Morning, Mark. Um, I've I've heard a while back you mentioned uh, a place you liked uh, about uh, side-by-side. Was that in Casa Grande? What what retail was that? Um, what I was saying is is that um, we actually work on those uh, off-road vehicles, and um, we get to talk to the buyers and stuff. Um, the place I told you was Four Seasons Motorsports in Rye. 
and I'll tell you what I know for sure. I've seen lots of estimates written, and it seems to be in some um, motorcycle places, quad places, they have the vehicle, and then they have freight and um, you know desert protection package and the nitrogen and the tires, and they have all the, what they call pack. Dock fee, I saw a dock fee the other day of $499. And so um, Four Seasons just does this. You pay for the side-by-side, sales tax, and license. Period, period, period. So by referring my friends and stuff to Four Seasons, and I don't get paid for this, and I don't, I'm not going to buy any quads from them in the next couple years either, so they're not going to owe me. But I send people there, and Raymond and Vinny and uh, what's the heck is his name? All three of them said, great. They beat, they beat other shops by thousands of dollars. Dennis. Dennis, Vinny, and uh, Raymond. All three of those guys went up there and bought, and I had feedback from all three of them. So um, Four Seasons in Rye is where I would go, and, and that's who I would talk to. There's a, a sales lady there that knows more about quads than five of my buddies. So if you get the sales lady there, um, she can help you. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So I'm going to write down four seasons in case anybody wants to fight with me about that. Cal, you're up next. Cal, how can I help you? Um, I uh, am interested in uh, synthetic oil. I've been using AMS oil since about 1983. Okay. And it does a whole lot better than others I have used before that. And uh, so I've been at it uh, longer than some. And I hear you tell me that uh, nobody makes oil other than the four majors. Uh, Amsoil does have their own blending plant in Superior, Wisconsin. I've been up there two or three times, probably four or five actually. And seen it, they have tank cars come in there with base stock, raw base stock. It's a PHO. It comes out of Mobile, Canada. And then they use additives to uh, make the uh, finished product uh, perform according to the ASTM standards. Now, you know, a lot of people will tell you, oh, motor oil is motor oil. Well, I kind of relate that to General Motors makes cars. They they had a Chevette, and they had a Corvair, and they have a Chevy, and they have a Cadillac, and they have a Corvette. Okay, okay. And all of them, all of them got four, ten, four wheels and a steering wheel. So cars are just cars, right? There's a difference no. in the reason why... Amsoil may be more expensive than some of the others, but uh, they okay. do AM tests. Okay, okay, okay. We're not going to do an Amsoil commercial. I get your point. And let me comment real quick. Um, number one, you're wrong about a lot of stuff. But, yeah, they buy base stock, and then they do additives, and the additives are about 5 to 7% of the base stock. So you're right. ASTM is a standard. Everybody meets standard. So to suggest that some people don't is just not true. Everybody meets it. Now, you don't have to exceed it. You just have to meet it, and many of them do. Again, they're blending the oil, by your own words, they're blending the oil in Minnesota. I don't buy AMS oil because we don't know what they do. 
and and now I've got one of my technicians that puts it in his car, and I'm okay with that. I just like a bigger company standing behind my oil, the oil I buy, and I might pump 600 to 1,000 gallons a month. So I, I need a relationship with them. There's a lot of people that love different kinds of oils, and that's okay with me. If you love Amsoil and you tell all your friends to use Amsoil, I'm okay with that. If if you like Shell or Philips or Exxon or Mobil or any of the rest of them, you, you, Valvoline, you can find all of those. But here's the problem. The problem is, is when you do base stocks and you start adding, adding additives, sometimes it'll throw the oil out of spec. So if you take Chevron oil and then all of a sudden you start putting additives in it, which is extra detergents or a viscosity improver or a detergent, that oil's out of spec. So it's a bad idea to put oil in your car and then put an additive thinking your car's going to love you more because you just threw the oil out of spec. And so it's not going to perform as it was designed. And nobody knows if you added beer or wine or cow poop or whether you put more detergent in it or what you did. So I'm not going to move off my position that they make, they make the base stock. Um, each one of the guys will then put their additives in it. And there's four or five additives. And in order for them to pass the AST test, they, they all have to hit that level. So their additive package is going to be pretty close to the same, while some of them make seed and detergents and what. Detergents aren't scrubbing bubbles. It's the ability of the oil to hold the dirt in suspension, like, like a BB in a half-warm glass of Jello. So you put it in there, and it holds the BB in suspension. That's what detergents. There's no scrubbing bubbles. But what really makes the oil good is, is when it turns to a tar and when it flows out of the can. So conventional oil is going to turn to a tar at about 230 degrees. So it oxidizes. Your engine's toast at that point. Just toast. A conventional oil will hardly pull out of the can, pour out of the can at 15 below zero. Now, the blended oils, we open up the range. So instead of 230, we're up to 300. And instead of 15 degrees below zero, we're up to 30 degrees below zero, 30. It pours out of the can. Now, the low side, this pouring out of the can stuff, doesn't apply to Arizona. <laughs> it just doesn't apply. But then a synthetic, it flows out of the can at 60 below zero, and I suggest who gives a big rat's tail end that it pours out of the can at 60 below zero. But on the other end, the synthetics have a much better protection when the engine gets hot and the oil gets really hot. So they're going to be there to protect when some of the other oils will fail. But the biggest difference, two big differences in synthetic versus everybody else, number one is the price, and number two is the oil change interview interval. Conventional oil is a three to 5,000-mile interval. It's only made for three to 5,000 in every car out there. A semi-synthetic is five to 7,500. That's the oil. It's slightly better, but no one knows the blend. Is it 90-10? Is it 90% conventional and 10% synthetic? Or is it 50-50? No one knows. No one cares. But on a full synthetic oil, you've got a 10 to 15,000-mile oil change interval, and obviously people find that attractive. I have customers in my facility that we put an oil change. The oil in the car goes with their annual mileage. Little Grandma Moses drives 3,000 miles a year. I'm going to put conventional in her car. I'm going to call her in for an oil change in April so she goes through the summer with fresh oil. I would be foolish and I would be 
I would be a person I don't like if I sold her a synthetic and brought her in and changed it after 3,000 miles. That's just not right and it's not fair. So I'm going to make give them an oil that matches their use. So if she right if my grandma Moses drives five to seventy five hundred, I'm going to put a blend. I'm still calling her in in April. And then if it's a synthetic, I put synthetic in my truck. I come in once a year and I'm running twelve thirteen thousand miles. So I'm okay. Now some people are going to drive two times six thousand miles a year, and I can either put them in conventional and bring them in for two oil changes, or I can put them in a semi synthetic and just bring them in for one oil change. It's real self-serving. My industry is real self-serving when it comes to knowing those facts and being able to apply, apply them to their customers. So thank you for your information on, on, on your AMS oil. Um, it's just not an oil that I chose to pour, choose to pour, but I've got lots of old guys that bring their AMS oil, and I'm happy to pour their oil in their vehicles. So it doesn't really make any difference to me. When we get to... Uh, I've got something to sell. If you're looking for a motorhome, I have one. Um, Renee and I just took this motorhome to Texas, and uh, we had an uneventful day with the exception of I lost a cap. So it's a 94, 32-foot bounder. It's got about 40,000 miles on it. It's been stored inside a lot, I would say 80% of its life. Here's the part that harms me. It has an F53 Ford chassis, which you've heard me say is the best motorhome chassis they ever built. It has a 460 fuel-injected Ford motor, and it pains me to tell you I bought, admit that I bought a Ford chassis motorhome with a Ford drivetrain, but the F53 chassis is the best motorhome chassis there is. It has an Onan 7.0 generator, and so it runs both roof airs. It has dash air as well. It holds 100 gallons of water, 75 gallons of gas, and I want $12,000 for it. It... It just, like I said, it just came back from a 2,000-mile trip, and other than losing the hubcap, I didn't have any problem with it at all. As you know, motorhomes don't typically get 16, 17, 18 miles a gallon. It depends on how fast you're going and whose foot's on the throttle. Um, this one is going to be somewhere around 6 to 10, depending on hills, depending on headwinds, depending on how loaded it is and all that other stuff. So in November of 12, we rebuilt the entire suspension. I have all the gasoline, or I have all the log for this motorhome, and I have all the gasoline purchases for this motorhome. So you'll know what I've done to it and what parts I put into it and all that other jazz. So if you're, this is a great hunting mobile for some hunters. This would also be a good um, for younger people that uh, think that they want to be in a motorhome. But this isn't something that. Um, it's not a $100,000 motorhome. That's all there is to it. It's kind of like an old used car. and But it's pretty, and the inside's nice. It has a side door. It has the rear uh, bedroom. It has a bathroom. It has a kitchen dinette that folds into a bed. Then it has a couch that folds into a bed. So we can sleep um, four grandkids and then my wife and my, myself and uh, that's if she doesn't kick me out. So anyway, I haven't done an ad for a long, long time, but this motorhome belongs to me. I have all the maintenance records, and if you're looking for a motorhome, it's a bounder. It's a 32-foot bounder, and it's a Fleetwood product, 94, 32-foot bounder, and uh, it has, uh, I'm asking $12,000. When we talk about car repair on a different subject now, if we talk about car repair, where you get your information is important. There's many, many people who get on the internet and talk to somebody who says they're capable of 
diagnosing their car over the phone or over the internet. I can't diagnose your car over the internet and I've got a whole lot more experience than some yahoo in St. Louis. The fact of the matter is I've been a master tech for the last 35, probably 25 to 30 years and I ran my own auto repair shop since 1979, so 40 years. But I'm only as good as your answers. But there are times that people call back and say, Mark, you nailed it. And I give them credit because when I ask answers, they gave me good answers. I ask questions, they gave me good answers. So I can usually get kind of close if we just have that you know, conversation. So be careful about the guys on the Internet because if they were really that good, they'd be working for me for fifty to $100,000 a year. But they're not that good. But they pretend they're that good. So when customers come in and say, the guy on the Internet said, I need a mass airflow sensor, so put this on, we make them sign a waiver that the success of this, this part fixing your problem is not ours. So you're telling us to install this part. We're not going to diagnose it. We're not going to verify that it's defective because if it, if it fails 30 days, it's your problem, not mine. So those are the kinds of things I want to warn you about. Most of us play by the rules, and most of us know the rules. And we're there to, you know, really and truly think about it. I need to treat 99% of the people good in order to have a business that's going to be sustained for years and years and years. So that's kind of what it's all about. Those of you with Facebook, you can go to Facebook and you can friend me or you can follow me. My wife and my daughter are absolutely adamant that I'm going to stick to car stuff. <laughs> so I'm not going to get into politics. I'm not going to get into world problems. I'm not going to get into the presidential uh, election. I'm not going to get into any discussion that my wife and my daughter find offensive. So I'm a car guy. So we talk about car stuff. So people will send a picture of some guy underneath the car being held up by milk crates. That's funny stuff. But if you have a car question or if you want to follow me, we do talk talk about cars. And that's an easy way to get me is, is just go to Facebook. So Mark Salem is my name. And you can go to Facebook and find Mark Salem. And uh, then we'll hook up and you can, uh, like I said, follow me or you can friend me. I don't care. So until then, my email address is mark at marksalem.com. 